Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Who's the number one journalist around when it's going down? You know his name when he hit the town. You want the scoop, better get branded. Sports interviews, the only way you'll understand it. Real talk with the top news. Court side to the locker room. He's the voice for the NBA. Drafts, trades, the finals, he gon' find a way. He's on top, he don't never fall. Some call him Scoop, some call him Mr. Basketball. And ain't nobody else in this lane. Just know it's no doubt. He's the best in the game. Radio, TV, podcast, Scoop B. I said it's radio, TV, podcast, Scoop B. I said Scoopy Radio. Radio, everywhere you need to be. I am your host, Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or simply by visiting ScoopyRadio.com. Mother's Day is here, and it's only right that we bring in Carrie Kuzma, mother of Washington Wizards star Kyle Kuzma. Ma'am, happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So I am intrigued um, with Kyle deciding to donate $1 million to his favorite YMCA that he grew up playing in, uh, in Flint, Michigan, where you all are from. What were your earliest recollections of watching Kyle play basketball either there or just in general? And you knew that he was going to be a special talent. Um, I mean, to be, to be completely honest, I mean, I remember when he first started playing basketball, um, you know, I, I think maybe I, as, as a parent that plays sports, you always kind of, you always have that dream for your kid, like, Oh, my kid's going to be in the NBA but how many, how many kids really come through for you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so he had the little tykes, um, basketball hoop in our living room. Um, probably because I, I love basketball, you know, I love playing basketball. So I, 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 you know, I wanted him to, to love it and play too. But, um, when he was in second grade, he got on a Flintstones team, little, little tiny tyke <laughs> team in Flint. Um, that's where he met like, uh, Monte Morris, 
uh, who played for the um, Nuggets and plays for the Wizards now. Um, so they went to kindergarten and they ended up just being uh, on a team together. Well, actually, it was like, I think it was second grade. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, you know, nothing special or out of the ordinary there. You know, they just played. Um, he was a little light skinned boy. So, of course, everybody was calling him little Tayshawn Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they they willed that into existence for him i don't know yeah they invested it for him um and then you know as he got a little bit older he started playing for a couple of teams again nothing out of the extraordinary he was just playing you know um you know i would work he would go to the y um i would drop him off so i wasn't really there with him um but i knew he would you know he was playing when he was there um and then high school came around and, you know, I, I kind of, I knew he was going to be tall, but I didn't know he was going to be almost seven foot tall, <laughs> but I, you know, you know, when, when your kids are little, you, you do the height estimator. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm decently tall. I'm five eleven for a girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, all the men on my side of the family are like, on my dad's side are like six, six, three, six, five. On my grandpa's side, um, he had a brother that was seven foot. So I kind of knew like my, I, I kind of felt like he was going to be tall. So you do the, the calculator when they're a kid and it said like, he might, you, you might be like six, seven. I was like, oh, that's tall. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but now he's six eleven, So I'm, you know, pleasantly happy with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, when he was in high school though, he, he, he was not tall. He was like five ten, five eleven. Like he got to six. Like I kept waiting for him to grow. I'm like, okay, man, when are you going to grow? <laughs> you know, I'd give him a hug. We were the same height. Um, anyways, so his, and we moved around a lot, you know, that's already been out there, but, um, you know, his freshman year, I would say as a, as a player, he was kind of like maybe average to below average. So it's not like I looked at him. I was like, Oh man, he's about to be in the NBA. Now, did I have, I had dreams for him to be in the NBA. He had the, the determination, the will, the drive, like the kid has a drive. Like, I don't think anybody, I, I mean, there's, there probably is, but I'm not personal enough to somebody else to know, like you have that drive. But for me, knowing him, like his drive is unmatched and like I, I have the same drive I think he got it a little bit from me but a lot of it's his own and like he when he sets out to do something he's gonna do it so like his sophomore year um he got a little bit better still just average you know like he wasn't scoring 30 points he wasn't you know nothing out of the ordinary School and then radio. his junior year um you know, I had met a coach, um, and he was like, you know, I see something special in Kyle. I, I feel like I could work with him, you know? So he spent the summer working with him. He transferred schools again, just because of that. Um, had we not met that coach, he probably wouldn't have transferred schools again. Um, so he ended up playing at Bentley his junior year. Um, he did, he, you know, he had somebody that was working with him, so he did a little bit more, you know, better, um, Still wasn't like, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or whatever, but, you know, he was. He was him. He's he's improving. He's getting better. 
And then, you know, it, you know, just to kind of give you an idea, like of how, like this kid knew what he wanted to do. So like, even when he was in eighth grade, you know, when, and somebody would ask him, what do you want to do or be when you grow up? He was like, I either want to be a commentator. Um, I'm going to be in the NBA or I'm going to play overseas. So mm. like, those were his three. Okay. Mm. So, <laughs> um, it was like his junior year. It was almost going to be summertime. You know, he's getting ready to go into his senior year and, uh, you know, he was playing with a team called Dorian's pride in Saginaw, uh, for Paul Carmano. And he came to me one day and he was like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, um, I want to go to a prep school for my senior year. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, a couple of weeks before his senior year, he's like, I found a school. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to California. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then I, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So like, you know, what's going on here. So, okay. So you're going to go. So I talked to his coach, whatever. And then, yeah. So like two weeks before he was getting ready to leave, like he, he found a school. He, he like sent out tapes. He like did all that stuff himself. I didn't do anything, you know, sometimes as parents, you know, you're trying to get like, you know, normally some parents would be sending out the tapes or finding this or finding, no, he did all of that himself. Took initiative. Working like 70 hours a week. So it's like, I don't have a lot of extra time to do all this stuff. So, um, so yeah, so like he was ready to go. Like he, uh, it was the day before he was about to leave. Yeah. We just laid there and held each other and he was off the next day. <laughs> I feel like that California move was the perfect transition for him because it taught you how to travel. I remember my mom used to send me places when I was young. Like I stayed at overnight camps in upstate where you stayed in cabins and it taught me how to get along with people from other states, other cities, that prep school move and then going to school in Utah and then finding his way with the Los Angeles Lakers, then the Wizards, like those steps prepared you. And it all started with planting that seed and, but also aligning him with the right people. Um, and, and, and that's important. Right. So the, yeah, the, like the, the whole California thing, sometimes you live, you learn like that, that didn't work out. Like sometimes there's just people who are out for, you know, ulterior motives and you find that out early, but um, luckily he did meet some good people who got him to the right connections, got him somewhere else. And then he ended up in Philadelphia. Um, and then that's kind of where he finally, <laughs> finally started to grow. So, you know, he left, so he had, he, he had to, you know, mature and grow up pretty fast because of that. Um, and then, you know, I went to watch a tournament, I think it was in, might've been in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, we surprised him cause he didn't know we were going to come. And when he came around the corner, man, I tell you, I, he grew a foot. I was just like, what? And when I gave him a hug, my head was in his chest. I was like, finally, <laughs> he, like, he was like six, four. <laughs> I was so happy. Um, but that's like, literally that senior year uh, in prep school is when basically things started turning around and, you know, they had all the tournaments. They did like the, whatever the 48 tournament is in Nevada. And that's kind of where he met coach um, Kay from Utah, um, who, who took a liking to him and Kyle liked him as well, you know, and, um, so that's pretty much why he ended up in, in Utah, but 
that senior year of him, you know, going to the, the prep school, if he would have stayed here, nothing would have happened. He would probably be working at GM or Lord forbid something worse, but, um, it was just him being determined and driven and knowing what he wanted to do and making those moves himself and just like working hard. Like his work ethic is crazy. I want to take a step back for a second because you talked about your, your interest in basketball. And I was, as I was preparing and doing some research, how far back do you recall the Pistons days, the bad boy era days? What was your point of entry for basketball as a fan of the game? Scoop B radio. Um, yeah. So I do remember the Pistons. I was a huge fan. Um, like 89, 90 is like, I was a center. So I was in love with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> the way he played, like literally that was the way I played. Like I was throwing elbows. I was a scrapper. Like I got everything. So um, I saw Rodman at a Lakers game once and I almost like <laughs> shell shock. I was like, oh my God, that's Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but yeah, so like I, I, I love the Pistons, you know, the microwave. Um, you know, Vinnie Johnson, Isaiah, just all of them. You, so you, you were tall, you're 5'11", but you, you, you weren't just, you were a hooper hooper. Where, did you play high school collegially? What's your background in basketball? Just basketball. So I played in, in high school, uh, from sixth grade to high, to, um, I was a senior. Um, like I could have played in college. Um, I did get a couple of offers from like small schools, like, um, Elma, St. Aquinas. I did get one. I got an offer from um, Eastern Kentucky. Like there were, there were colleges that were like interested in me, but I was really good at track and field. So I was a state champion. Um, my junior and senior year, I threw shot put discus. Um, and so like, that was like really my, my, my favorite. Like I love to do that just because it's an individual sport. You don't have to rely on it. Nobody else, you know? Um, so I ended up getting a scholarship for track, um, to Hillsdale, which is where I went. Um, so I didn't end up playing basketball, but, um, my, uh, career high is 18 points and 26 rebounds. You was getting your Anthony Davis on with the 26 rebounds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see i would say something right now but i'm not okay Ling. no i understand no and we're not trying to get you caught up this is a safe space mm-hmm. but what i what i will ask is this um recently mm-hmm. got into something with spencer dinwiddie where he where the last line of his tweet is the thing that I'm interested in. And, I, and I, I'd like for you to answer. One of the things he said was, if you really knew how I grew up and the things with me, you'd really rock with me. Mm-hmm. When you as a, as a mom hear that, you think. Exactly. Like if somebody really, really knew him, like if you're a good human being, which most people are, there are some people out there who are just, you're just not going to be a good person regardless. But if you're honestly uh, a respectful person and like are a nice person, like if you knew his background, if you knew where he came from, what he went through, how hard he worked, like 
just overall how good of a person he is, like you, you'd rock with him. You know what I'm saying? You would, you would be down with him. Do you think as. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Kyle's career progresses because I feel like he's an onion and I can relate. Do you think that over time people will learn more about who he is as a person? Because if you put that out there, people want to know. I feel like, yeah, if, you know, the more that you um, learn about things, mm-hmm. um, you can make a more, you know, informed decision, whether, you know, that's true, it's, that's false, you you like it, you don't like it. But I feel like the more somebody knows about his story, like you said, you peel back the layers, then yes, they're going to be like, oh man, that kid's all right. That kid's a hard worker. You know, that kid's, you know, I mean, knock on wood, nothing you know, he's, he's been a good kid. Like he never got any, any trouble when he was little, you know, I'm knocking out wood right now. <laughs> All right. Listen, fast, fast forward, right. Mm-hmm. Bubble in 2020, a lot of people, a lot of players were very apprehensive about that process. Nobody knew what the world was going to be like after the height of the, the pandemic and all that went with it. As uh-huh. a, um, when Kyle went to Orlando, were you apprehensive? Um, when he went to Orlando, was I, uh, apprehensive? No. Okay. I mean, honestly, I thought it was like a great idea. Like the pandemic you're secluded, like, you know, I felt like it was as safe as it could be. Mm -hmm. How cool was it to see all of the fanfare getting this, this player, getting that player, was it a dream imagined for you when you saw the Lakers win that championship in 2020 in the bubble in Orlando? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was exactly that. It was like a dream. <laughs> Cause when I think back and if, you know, him saying, you know, if you really knew me and where I came from, you'd rock with me. Like I'm like thinking back, like, holy shit, you know, like that's for one that that's my kid. You know, I, I, I birthed the NBA champion. And then to think like where he came from, everything he's been through, like, like my kid busted his ass. Like he, he, like he really did it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, that's like what was going through my head. He did. Um, He's in Washington. To me, he stands out because he, he's got, he's one of the faces of that team. Um, what has your experiences been like in Washington? What have you gotten to know the city? What do you know about it? What do you enjoy? Um, so, um, well, obviously when I go to the games, I get to sit courtside. So that's 
(laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, (laughs) um, as far as like the city, like, um, you know, I never got to go on like a lot of schools. I don't know about other schools, but where I came from, like your eighth grade trip was a trip to DC to see everything. And I didn't get to go. So for me, like, um, I think we went out there in, um, December, I think it was November, December. And, um, my foot was broke, so it was pretty rough, but, um, we walked around the city, got to see everything. So it was pretty cool. Um, probably like one of the biggest, like city-wise tourist attractions that I've like, well, I've, I've been to Vegas, which is pretty big, mm-hmm. but as far as like, just like a, you know, a city, um, I was just astonished at how it was nice. Um, just a lot, a lot to see and do like the food trucks. I, there was like 50 food trucks. I'm like, I've never seen this in my life. Like, you know, <laughs> there was just a lot, there was a lot to see. Definitely need more than one day to see everything. That is for sure. So are we talking gyros, we talking hot dogs, we talking tacos, what are we talking? Oh my God, they got everything, everything. No, that's real. That's real. Like um, you don't even have to go like to a restaurant. You can just go on the street and there's like 50 different kinds of foods. You food were checking out U Street, you went to Bench Chili Bowl, all of that. There was everything there, man. Listen, when you when you come back to DC, you you gotta ch- you gotta check out brunch on a Saturday at Bench Chili Bowl is lit. Okay, I will. Yes, yes, yes. Um, to me, I see where he gets his personality from, mm-hmm. humor from. Where does he get his fashion from? Oh, yeah, that's that's not for me. Um, so I would say, like when when he was younger, um, like you know, I wasn't buying him like Jordans. I had three kids, like, yeah, sometimes you just can't do that. Um, and you know, did he like clothes? Yes, but he wasn't like putting things together and, you know, he wasn't getting expensive shirts. Um, he, he had like a G-Shock fake watch, like, yeah. you know, you know, when you're a kid, you're like getting that, that kind of stuff. But, um, so I always knew like, like if you ever had money, <laughs> you'd be spending it. And he, he does kind of have a little obsession with watches. Okay. Right now. Okay. Um, but um I think that he's just always I think if he could have when he was younger, he would have. And now that he can, I think he just he just likes it. That's like one of one of his passions. So he does it. I, I feel like he does it well. I feel like he does it unapologetically, like he doesn't really care what anybody says or thinks. And I <laughs> that's one of the things that I love like the most is like, he just doesn't care. Sorry. I sound like I'm losing my throat, my voice. Um, but you know, every once in a while, somebody will ask me, you know, what do you think about Kyle's pink sweater? What do you think about that big black jacket? And I looked straight at him. I said, he likes it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. And then I said, you know, I say, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care what I think he he likes what he likes. And sometimes, you know, he just tries things on just to, maybe he just tries it on to like, see what you do think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he don't like it. Maybe he's like, oh, this ought to get him riled up, you know, who knows, you know, but, um, I, that's one of the things that I like love about him as an individual <clears throat> is that he doesn't, he, he doesn't care what other people think. And, you know, 
you know how many people probably wish they could live like that, that, that don't, that care what other people, you know, think and say, and that's like a, that's like a pretty big uh, prison to live in, you know? So I'm glad that he doesn't. What has been your most memorable mother's day with Kyle past or present? Um, Shush. I don't, you know, I don't know if there's one that even sticks out, but pretty much just any, any time that we get to spend together anymore is mother's day to me. (laughs) You know, I might only see him, um, you know, depending on when games are, you know, I might only make it out for like five or six games. Now that might change when, um, I I can start working for the foundation. Um, but me working in my real job, I can only take so many days off. So um, that's that's limited right now, but um, maybe eventually that'll change. So pretty much anytime we get together, um, you know, I, I really appreciate the time that we do get to spend together. And you said you have three kids total. Is he the oldest, the middle, youngest? He's the oldest, yep. Okay. Um, and then I have, uh, my daughter's in the middle and then my youngest is a son. College age? Um, well, my daughter, she just started working at GM, um, got her own place. My youngest is still finding his way. So, you know, it'll come, it it will eventually, (laughs) it'll come, come. um, music in the, in the Kuzma household, what was playing? Um, Probably, you know, some R&B, you know, that old time, you know, like just you're talking 90s. So you're talking like Mary J, um, you know, all of that stuff. Okay. Dish of choice that everybody enjoyed when you were scrapping it, when you were when you were burning them pots in the kitchen. Okay, so I would say. probably spaghetti okay so my the kids grew up on they were so picky pizza chicken and spaghetti okay those were their their three (laughs) options all the time you may mention the fact that you were starstruck when you met dennis rodman uh, in la I didn't meet him. I just saw him and I was freaking out. So okay, just so, so you saw him. <laughs> so, so rewinding to, to kind of remix on this question. During Kyle's time in LA, what are some meaningful interactions with folks that you either grew up admiring, respecting, uh, that you got to that you got to see uh, during the LA years? Oh man. Um, yeah, think about that one. Um Genie bus. Okay. Um, that that's always pretty special. Like she's still like, she reached out to me on my birthday, um, and, and still told me happy birthday. So like, I, I really appreciate that. Um, um, I met Ralph Sampson. Um, let's see who else. Um, good Lord. Like I've had some pretty cool interactions with like people like online as well, like Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, like Flea. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Halsey, um, that was at the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, not Flea, but Halsey was at the bubble. We got to drink wine together and she, she made a post. And I love her too. So um, you know, I, there's probably like a ton of people, and I just can't think of um think right now, but every time I went to to LA, I was, you know, you're meeting somebody. Kuzma was a hot commodity during th- this season. He played his tail off. You know, you, you, you talked to his peers, KCP, in an interview I did with him, told me, you know, he was really impressed with what he did, felt that Kuz should have been an all-star. Um, Bradley Bill told me that he felt the same way. Is it, as a mom, both annoying and is it also cool to have seen his name in so many rumors during the season? Um, Scoop B Radio. I wouldn't say it's annoying or cool. I wouldn't say it's either, to okay. be honest. Um, I know that I know that he's in the NBA. I, like I know he plays for a team. I know that the NBA is a business, so I know that there's always going to be good stuff, bad stuff, true stuff, false. You know, just everything. So I try not to um, um, really you know, feed too much into it. Just like, you know, sometimes I might have a family member and say, Oh, they're talking about trading Kyle. And and do you think it's going to happen? And I'm just like, you know, we don't know, whatever, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, so, I mean, I don't put too much into it. How has your life changed because of your son? Do you have to move differently? Is, are the requests and demands crazy? How have you had to move differently or change? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that I've really changed. Um, I, I wouldn't say that like the requests are like overwhelming, but there, I mean, there are a lot of requests, like people wanting things or things signed or, you know, can he come here or just a lot. Whereas I used to try to like appease people and try to do it. And I'd ask Kyle and the further we go on, it's like, sometimes I just don't ask a lot anymore. It's like, he does a lot, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, if it's something really worthwhile, I will, but, um, you know, I just try, he's busy and I, and he, he doesn't get a lot of time to relax. So when he is relaxing and I'm not going to like push something on him, but, um, I mean, as far as changing, I haven't really, I mean, my circle's small. It always has been, but I, I do keep to myself, like, probably more now, you know? Outside of basketball being something that you enjoy watching, movies, TV shows, what do you like to do to unwind? Um, I watch a lot of basketball. <laughs> a lot. So okay. a, a lot of my friends always joke that I'm you know, worse than their husbands, because I always have like sports center on. I've always got a game on. I'm watching the playoffs right now. Um, I mean, when he plays, it's like a game every other night. So, you know, sure. You're watching, I'm, I'm watching basketball, but um, at least, at least he's on the East coast now. So it's like normal time, not 1030 to one o'clock. Cause I had some, some nights that I didn't get a lot of sleep going to work when he was playing with the Lakers, but um yeah. What is something once you are 
on board, onboarded and get everything straight with the foundation that you as a mother who raised three wonderful kids would like to do with your time to better the world? So one of the things that I'm really hoping um, with the foundation is just being able to do more for the community, for people, um, just helping them. Um, we've got tons of ideas. It's just kind of putting those ideas into action uh, and really figuring out a plan. Um, but, you know, there's always the general things like doing things for like um, holidays, for Christmas, um, Thanksgiving, back to school, stuff like that. But I also want to do more for like the community as far as like helping people find resources, resources to um, find a house, find a house, buy a house, um, you know, get a job, job searches, interviewing techniques, like just, just everything, job skills, um, childcare, whatever, eviction notices, just being a resource for people and um, just, you know, helping them in different ways. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. Being able to do. I like that. Fresh perspective. We talked about Mary J. Blige. We talked about the humor, Dennis Rodman and everything in between. Ma'am, enjoy your mother's day and um, keep shining. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. This is Scooby Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Kaboom! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.